Welcome to Let's Talk Social. My name is Rich Hake, and I'm going to be diving into all things social media marketing from tips and tricks that you guys can try to trends that you can implement on your page. We're here to help you navigate the ever-changing world us marketers go through. Join me as I discuss some of the impact that social media has had on our businesses to build better brand strategies to improve sales. Let's hop in. As you may have heard, Elon Musk purchased Twitter and many things are now happening, including letting employees go, making major changes, charging for Twitter blue, and more have occurred since the transaction. This change has led to many of Twitter's users saying that they will be leaving the platform and never coming back, leaving us to wonder where will they go. According to CNET, this is what they have to say. The bird may have been freed, but some Twitter users are looking to fly the coop. Even before Elon Musk took over the social media company, many of Twitter's most active users were disengaged from the website, according to the Reuters report on October 25th. Since Musk's official purchase of the site closed on October 28th for $44 billion, the Twitter exodus has grown. Bot Sentinel organization tracks the Twitter account behavior, estimates that almost 900,000 accounts are deactivated between the 27th and November 1st. Some of those walking away from Twitter are switching to Mastodon, which is a decentralized social network built on open source software. Federated Network, um, as they call it, has seen to uptick. And that kind of pours into, um, you know, they have just over a million active users right now. Twitter has 238 million active users. So, you know, on Mastodon, you can post toots instead of tweets follow people and organizations, favorite things, uh, you know, like them, boost them, which is like the same as retweeting. Uh, It was created originally by a guy, Eugene Rochko, the CEO and lone employee of the non-profit organization Mastodon. Uh, By the time he began developing Mastodon, he realized he was going to be able to express his own self online with his friends thought through short messages were actually important to him, also important to the world that it should not be in the single hands of a corporation that can just do whatever the wants of it. That's a direct quote from him. Instead of a town square for everyone, however, Mastodon is composed of thousands of social networks all running on different servers or instances that can communicate with each other through the system called the Fediverse. The Fediverse also contains social networks like PeerTube for videos, FunkWhale for music, PixelFed for photos, and next cloud for files. Now, that was a mouthful and extremely confusing for me the first time I read it, so I'll break it down as best as I can. The Fediverse is similar to Meta having Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp, and Messenger in their arsenal, just like Alphabet has Google, YouTube, Meets, and the other stuff, except the Fediverse doesn't own the platforms underneath it. It's decentralized, like I was talking about. Now, I checked in about... Um, like they said, you know, Mastodon does have about a million users. Some of the channels I found on the homepage servers were kind of weird. Uh, that one was knock.social focused on technology, networking, Linux, privacy, and security. One was nerd culture. All it said was not only for nerds, but the domain is somewhat cool winky face. So the platform seems to be a big can of worms to kind of jump into, which makes me wonder if we keep populating the earth like we are right now and tech keeps advancing like it is, are there going to be too many social media platforms even know where to go to find friends content one day? Just makes me a little nervous for the future because we keep adding platform by platform and I feel like America's and really just the world's mental health is going to be on a decline with the feeling of social pressure, having to keep up with friends or in the uh, you know beginning of COVID, that big sense of FOMO that led to a lot of people being depressed. 
Um, only time will tell, but is, you know, it's, we might as well learn about the social platform a little bit. It's in its early stages if you kind of saw. Now for me, when entering the website for Mastodon, I get the vibe of like Reddit. And if you don't know what that is, it's essentially like a ton of different feeds, all different topics, kind of like a Facebook group. Some have moderators, some have rules, some don't. For Mastodon, you can request to join some servers. Others, they just let you create an account and join straight in without a vetting process. So very similar. Um, at face value, the whole platform kind of feels like a merging of Reddit and Facebook or like Twitter, basically um, using the Twitter mechanics to let people interact. So Elon Musk and Eugene Rinchko seem to have a similar idea where they want a digital town square where people can openly and freely communicate while remaining in the bounds of the law for their location. And if you Google a picture of Eugene or Eugene, I might be saying his name wrong, you'll notice he's a very young guy. Uh, he said the platform is nonprofit. He plans to keep it that way. So I don't know what's in it for him necessarily. There's no light at the end of the tunnel that seems to have a big payout. Um, but, you know, it's not like Twitter where Elon can just cash inject it anytime they hit the fence. So that kind of makes me nervous. But my mind immediately went to NFTs and crypto and how they could monetize and use the platform seamlessly, especially with it being decentralized. And they've broken down all these forums, um, just like in Discord, which Discord is um, used for NFT mobs and all of that. So Discord and the forums made me kind of think this could be maybe a good pairing for the two of them. And funny enough, when I looked up Mastodon and NFTs under Google, this is what came up from the website Gadget360, direct quote. Mastodon, the federated social networking service that allows users to create their own private networks, made it clear that it will not be incorporating support for non-fungible tokens or NFTs on its platform. The platform has been vocal in its stance against microtransactions enabled by NFTs and in a reply to a Twitter user on the platform said that Mastodon will never support or create NFTs. The move comes just days after Discord CEO Justin Citron suffered a serious backlash from the community after hinting at a possible integration of Ethereum-based wallets. Although often seen as an alternative to most of the most popular social media platforms, Mastodon is certain about its anti-NFT stance, contrary to the likes of Twitter and Facebook, who have hired entire teams of people to look into tech innovations in the crypto space. Mastodon has earlier cleared the air about how the term decentralism doesn't necessarily have anything to do with blockchain, cryptocurrency, or NFTs. Therefore, users of the platform were elated to learn the platform does not include or intend to introduce any form of microtransactions to the platform, end quote. It's like right where I was thinking. So I was right on it there, but it seems like Eugen has his own plans and ideas and he wants to keep the platform totally pure, which is admirable, but anything could happen. So where does this leave us? Do we try to get out uh, on Mastodon? Is it too confusing to hop into if you're not techie? Do we have the ability to do business on it? Well, it kind of depends. Should you try it? Yes, I'd say if you're going to be bored, you can go on the website, see if anything on there interests you. Is it confusing? Kind of seems a little bit confusing. Um, it's pretty multifaceted. It might be a little bit uh, harder to set up than like a TikTok account or something like that. And can it help out my business? So this is kind of where the podcast ends because I couldn't really get any answers out of this. Now, I've seen a lot of other people create like their own forums through their business or in their community. So for us in the social media world or me, for instance, um, you know, I could create a entire forum through Mastodon and then have people join into that. And we could be, you know, tweeting, quote unquote, back and forth to each other. Again, it's kind of just like overkill because for me, it just feels 
like a Facebook group again, but getting established early, like we talked about in a couple episodes ago, is never a bad thing. You know, we were talking about YouTube and TikTok and all these other platforms. It's good to play on all of them. Now, the shame about that is the softwares that like we use to post to multiple platforms, for instance, it, you know, I can send one post out at a time, but it'll go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and so on. Um, is Mastodon and these like lower platforms like that are not supported at the moment. So it actually does cause operational drag for you to be able to go in and do those things. So personally, we probably won't be participating in anything Mastodon related for the time being. Now, the rest of it with the Fediverse or whatever it's called, um, that's a little more interesting to me. It seems like a really young meta. A lot of people have been voicing their opinion on meta trying to take over the AR and VR world and how that could be dangerous just because it's kind of like a monopoly on all of virtual reality and augmented reality space. And so they don't want one person to be able to run that. And so that kind of brings you back to that topic of decentralized. And so meta might be ahead of the game in AR VR, but it makes me wonder if the person that's actually leading the decentralized push or the, you know, the army of people that love decentralized social media platforms and currencies and all these things, are they going to carry another torch and move that branch forward? And will it pose a threat to Meta and its ecosystem in the future? Now, there's also been rumored that Apple is going to be coming out with their own headset for uh, virtual reality or something of that effect. Um, here in the next year or so, Google has tried numerous times with HoloLens and a few other products. They have some things out now. Um, it's just a really interesting space to kind of see where everyone is getting into with all of that. And that is just a totally another uh, episode that we can go into AR and VR and my thoughts on how that's going to change the world. Um, but yeah, so that is the episode on Macedon. It's a, it's kind of goofy. It looks super futuristic. It's a cool website. You ought to at least check it out. Um, and let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know if you're going to be hopping on it. If not, uh, tell me why not and comment wherever you're watching this or listening to it. I'd like to hear back from you guys. Um, if you have any other questions you'd want me to answer on other topics or even inside of augmented reality and virtual reality, I'd love to hear those from you guys too so we can get a discussion going on them. That is it for the episode, guys. Have a great day. Thank you all so much for listening. Again, my name is Rich Hake with Alpha. If you have any questions about today's topic or if you want me to talk more in depth about a different topic, let me know in the comments down here below or wherever you're watching this. You can DM us on Instagram at Let's Talk Social Pod or you can send me an email directly at Let's Talk Social Podcast at gmail.com. We'll have another episode coming soon for you guys. Have a social day.